Welcome back to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast, the Missouri Baptist Foundation. My name is Neil, your host, and today we are coming to the culmination, uh, the height of what we've been working for over the last uh, four sessions when it comes to organizational leadership. And today I have Jim Mislowski with me, who's been so kind to walk us through this pyramid of leadership. And we've talked about how leaders have to lead relationally, they have to lead operationally, and then they have to multiply because we've got this purpose, as Jim has identified to us, that our purpose in leadership is not to, to have all the wealth, not to have position or power, not to have people bow down, but to glorify God by developing joyful, passionate multipliers for Jesus through radical trust in God's power instead of our own power. And we talked last week about how that big transition happens really from me performing, and this is just me putting it in my own words, and Jim, please correct me and, and, and add to this, but really we've been kind of leading other people by how we treat them, and then we're demonstrating competence, and people are following us because we're competent. And last time, we really kind of almost make a major shift in Mm -hmm. that, because now we're trying to grow other people's competence and leadership, and we're kind of stepping back a little bit from that, which can be one of the biggest challenges a leader can ever face. Right. That's So um, that that is, uh, that, that shift from operational to systematic leadership, is a huge shift, um, but but once you make it, the payoff okay is huge. Things start to get fun because uh, at this point, if if a leader's done this well, there's a culture that's being established. Okay, and people are doing things because it's become part of the culture, and this whole sense of this is about how amazing God is, and not how about amazing we are. We. We, we stop, um, we take a very humble, humorous approach to who we, we take ourselves much more lightly. Mm. We're having a lot more fun. Um, we're, we're, it's easy for us to make light of who we are as people because the pressure's off, right? Mm. This, this is not about how impressive we are. This is not how impressive our church is. This is how impressive our God is. This is how impressive Jesus was on the cross. This is how impressive he is. He has done what he's done. He's doing what he's doing and how he's going to do what he's going to do, right? It's just like the, the culture that starts to emerge at this level is, is great. And that road is a whole lot longer than how great Jim Mislowski is. That's a good road, and there's some great things to see on that road, but that's limited to when we begin to brag about the road that we can follow and see yeah. what God is. Really, doing. that other road, the Jim road, is yeah. death. Yeah, well, it really it is. It ultimately leads to uh, too much pressure, discouragement, exhaustion, mm-hmm. it, it falls apart. It always falls apart in the end because we are not worthy to carry that weight. We're not, we're not capable of carrying the burden. That's why, Jesus, again, Jesus invites us to rest. Mm-hmm. The, the load the, our enemy, the devil, would uh, lead us to carry is too heavy for us. Mm-hmm. He knows it will lead to our destruction. The load that Jesus asked us to carry, right? Because he's doing the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. He invites us into a yoke, a two-necked yoke, where he is, the yoke is designed for him to carry the the brunt of the weight and us to just walk alongside and have joy in the journey. And that sounds like such a great deal, and yet we struggle receiving that deal and living in that deal, don't we? It's a good fight, right? Mm, It's a good fight to live into that world. 
Yes. Um, but once we move into that systematic level, then a leader is freed to move into the strategic level. Because understand, okay. at the systematic level, what we're talking about, so relational level, people follow us because the way they're treated. Operational level, people follow us because we're competent. Systematic level, um, the organization starts developing self-sustaining systems because leaders have been multiplied so that the leader doesn't have to be present or focused on those things, and they can focus on the strategic level of leadership, mm. which is when an organization starts to look outside of itself um, to understand the environment that it's in and look at the organization as it is and determine what it needs to become and to lead it to that, that level of, of its own development, right? And probably even helping other organizations who are struggling with some of the same things as well, maybe. Absolutely, because think of this, in, if we're talking in terms of a church, right? Mm-hmm. A church isn't the only church in its region right. or its city or its town or whatever it is, right? It's mm-hmm. one of many. This is where a church is able to look outside and see what is God calling us to do mm-hmm. in the environment that we're in. Maybe you are the only church forever. Right. If you're in Colorado, that's not that's not uncommon. Right, sure. Uh, in Missouri, it's a little less common, right? Right. So what is your role in relationship to the churches around you? Mm. What is what is your church's unique or your organization's unique role if you're a foundation or something else, right? You're in a context. So the strategic leader gets to start looking at that and listening to the Lord about who are we? Let's define reality. That's mm. the first act of a leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and then uh, plan and guide the organization to become what the Lord would have it become. In light of who everybody else is. In light of the strengths and the gifts that he's surrounded, all that. So strategic leadership uh, is really looking at those and, and staying focused on the why, the what, and the how. The why, the what, and the how. Right. So the why, and often as leaders and as, as workers, we get focused on the what and the how. We make disciples, and this is how we do it, mm-hmm. right? So uh, let's say our mission is we glorify God by making joyful, passionate disciples for Jesus. And uh, how we do that, well, uh, a disciple worships God passionately, connects with one another authentically, grows to know God deeper, goes and shows and tells the gospel boldly. That's the how, right? But but what we lose sight of is the why are we doing that? And that's really the strategic role of a leader is mm. to keep the why in front of us. Mm. Uh, there's a great uh, a book by Simon Sinek called uh, uh, Focus on the Why, Start with Why. Start with Why, yes. Uh, if you don't like reading a book, right. go to the 10-minute video and you'll get everything <laughs> that he said in that book. Uh, he does a great job, and he's, he's not a church leader, right? He's just sure. a, a good leader, uh, but he brings up a really important principle that's very biblical, okay. right? That you have to start with, why do we do what we do? Yeah, this is what we do, and this mm-hmm. is how we do it, but why do we do it? And for us, that's why we keep coming back to the glory of God. Why do we do this? Because God, as revealed in Jesus, is bigger better and more satisfying than anything this world offers.
And that we may not remember that why when we're scrubbing the floor at the church or picking up the trash that the kids dropped off on the floor or dealing in the preschooler who's spilling, who's spilling things or spitting up. We have a tendency to focus on those things or focus on nobody came to church or nobody came to my event or we're not reaching the community. We begin to think those weary thoughts of the work because what we're talking about is not easy things to do. If they were easy, they wouldn't need you and me to talk about them, right, because everybody would be doing them. But it has to go back to the why to continue to move us down all of the things that God asks us to do. Yeah. And we, it's because we have this great God who's given great forgiveness through repentance and faith and grace in His Son. And if we lose sight of that, then all this other stuff becomes drudgery well, and foolishness. And, and exhausting and wearying and tiring. Because anything that we come up with that we're doing, any reason we come up with what we're doing that isn't God's glory will wear us out. Mm. It will suck the life out of us. But I think uh, even today in my devotion, uh, 2 Timothy, uh, I think it starts at chapter 2, verse 11 through 15. There's this incredible passage about how God has revealed himself. The grace of God's been revealed to us in Jesus Christ so that he would set apart a people for himself uh, who turn away from uh, ungodliness and live self-controlled lives, and they are zealous for good works, right? But, but the essence of the passage is that God has revealed his glory to us. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is the one that is he, is, he is our satisfaction. He is more satisfying than anything this world offers, right? But if he's not... We lose our zeal mm. for doing good. We, we become weary of it, and we will eventually bail. And that's why the leader's role of reminding of us of the why, that's one of the most important parts of preaching is leading, because preaching is leading and feeding. Mm. Uh, lots, of, lots of preachers forget the leading part of it, okay. where you're always bringing the gospel back to bear, the you're always pointing people back to the why, because that's what people need after a week in this world. Mm. They need to be reminded of the why. Mm. And if that message is missing the why, they, they won't walk away renewed, restored, regenerated by the power of the glory of God. And if we separated the most powerful way to glorify God is by making disciples... And we forget that there are people out there who will come, need to come, should come as a result of the preaching of the gospel to them. That ought to motivate us just as much, or at least as partially as much as possible, to be a part of that piece of it rather than just doing our same thing that we've done every week as if there's some commandment that we've got to do it this particular way, and if we don't do it this way with this song and that order that we're missing something, we replace a formalism or a traditionalism, which didn't used to be traditionalism. I mean, it was the free church in response to all the other things, but now it's such a tradition itself. But we've got to be reminded there are people out there whose souls are at jeopardy for all of eternity, and we're the ones who are to go and make disciples of them. We are the witness. We are the witness. Right. And, and we need to be joyful and passionate 
about that. Or we that. just don't look that in appealing. We're just do we? not that interested. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, think about it. If if you're, if somebody's looking at us, and this is this is where I was talking about the book of Jonah, how Jonah um, is shamed by the non-Christian people in his life as he's running away from the Lord because Jonah just doesn't look that that joyful about what he's doing, right? But the the others are much more joyful than he is passionate. Um, and we, we need to understand as believers, and this isn't a joy that we manufacture. Right, this right. isn't a passion that we dig up. This is a gift for when we when we lift up his name, God graces us with joy. That's a fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. These are the, these are gifts from God that come into us and fill us up through the Holy Spirit and ooze out of us. And so when we talk about joyful, passionate disciples, joyful, passionate multipliers, uh, that's coming from the Lord. That's not something that we're manufacturing. That's why it's so important at the strategic level of leadership, every organization, whether it's your family, a foundation, a convention, a church, um, is clarity and competency. Those are the two pillars, right? And, and what the leader ensures is that, one, there's a real constant clarity about why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we doing this? Why do I get up in the morning? It's for the glory of God because he's incredible. He's in charge. This is his idea. And he would never call us or create us into something that couldn't be done. Hmm. So if we're, if we're depressed, if we're desperate, if we're hopeless, it's because we've lost sight we, we believe the lie that it's up to us, hmm. and we're just burdened down by the weight of the world, the weight of responsibility, but the glory of God says, it's not your deal. It's my deal. I'm the dude. <laughs> I'm the creator. This is my idea, and I created you to thrive in it. So why are you so discouraged and downhearted? I'm not depending on you. Hmm. I don't need you. I've invited you into this for your joy. Like, that's why Jesus says, come to me. All you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Because his work is done out of rest in his greatness. Mm -hmm. That's why the clarity of God's glory is so critical for the leader to put forth there. Then the competency that he's making sure that there is a leadership ladder here. And what we talked about, Relational leadership, organizational leadership, I'm sorry, operational leadership, mm -hmm. and then systematic leadership. That's a leadership ladder that's building the competency of every person in the organization. Mm -hmm. So those two pillars, clarity and competency, are critical in strategic level of leadership. And so there are skills to be learned. There's ways to get there. There's things to learn. Good works, right? Zealous for good works. Absolutely. And it all starts with a fresh, and you can correct me or add, it really starts with a fresh view of God himself. Yes. And that's what's got to drive all of these things. Yes. It's not, well, I'm going to be important. It's not, I'm going to have a bigger church than the guy next to me, or I'm so bad, i got to do something to prove to God that I'm okay, or I've done these things. It really is just seeing how God is and who he is and letting that overflow us yes. into every other yes. area. How does that start? And we've only got just a minute or two. Where does that start for the person who's sitting there going, you know what, I've been to a million leadership things in my life, and that's good stuff, and it's great, and I appreciate it. 
but my heart is troubled because I'm not seeing God like that. It starts with worship. It always starts with joyful, passionate worship. Does that mean going to church and singing hymns? What do you mean by worship when you say worship? That's one way. One way is go, go to a gathering that's led by joyful, passionate followers of Jesus. Mm. And put yourself in the middle of people who know how to sing and preach the gospel. Mm. Mm. Because God will reveal himself and will light us back up. Because if, if we've been regenerated, the Spirit is in us. Right, right. It just needs to be fanned into flame. Mm. Paul says to, to Timothy, fan into flame the gift that was placed in you by the laying on of hands. Each, each one of us that have been regenerated by the Lord, we have a spirit, a seal. We've been sealed with a spirit. A lot of times that just like, and I always use the chocolate milk illustration, okay. right? Where if you, if you love chocolate milk that's made with Hershey syrup, you got this big tall glass of white milk, you squirt in that. Uh, chocolate goes to the bottom. Right. Kind of stir it up. Mm. It's going to taste like chocolate. Mm. And if you let it sit there for a while, long enough, it'll all settle back down to the bottom. And you taste that milk, it tastes kind of like chocolate, but not really. And you need to stir it up for mm. it to taste like chocolate again. That is a beautiful picture mm. of what we are. The Holy Spirit in us needs to be fanned into flames. You go to worship. That's one way. Just get into the Word of God. Sit If it's just you, sit down alone with the Word of God and read it. Because if the Holy Spirit is in you, the, the Spirit of the, it rides in on the Holy Spirit. When we sit and expose ourselves to the Word of God, the Word of God is the presence of God. And if we come to it broken and humble and needy and asking, seeking, and knocking, He will show Himself to us. That's what Jesus, Jesus commands us. Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. Seek and keep on seeking. Hmm. That's what that passage literally says. And he will give the Holy Spirit to those he loves. And revitalized leaders will provide revitalized leadership, which all brings glory to God. Well, Jim, thanks for spending the amount of time that you've given us in this podcast to teach us these things, to remind us of these things. And you're also available to help people. And so if somebody wanted to learn more about this particular lesson or just saying, hey, I need some of what Jim has been talking about, how's a way a person could reach out to you and get more resources on some of the things we've talked about today? So you can find the Developing Leaders Group of the Missouri Baptist Convention at uh, mobaptist.org. Okay. On on the the website. website. You'll find us there. Contact My contact information's there. Um, and you, you can engage uh, me or anybody in our group uh, to be helpful in this area. And that's one of the beautiful things that, that uh, Baptists have going in the state of Missouri is that we have a cooperative program right. that is able to fund uh, podcasts and conversations and leadership helps that are out there. And we sure don't, help, don't mind helping anybody else outside of that uh, limitation or that group of people who are supporting us. Uh, but that might also give a good opportunity to ask the question, well, why wouldn't you want to be a part of us and what's going on as well? So we'll take that as well. Uh, But Jim, thank you so much for your time and the opportunity we've had to learn about this. And I hope it's uh, been encouraging to you as you've listened. And I bet pretty soon we'll have Jim back on talking another topic and another discussion. So Jim, thanks for joining us here on Foundational Thoughts, the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. Thanks. 